0: Welcome into another episode of the Growing Faith Podcast. Uh, my name is Rick McClatchy. I am one of the staff pastors here at the Rocky View campus of Manahouse House in uh, Portland, Oregon. We do have five campuses all over the Portland metro area and down in Eugene. And our heart here at the Growing Faith Podcast is to resource uh, church leaders, uh, both uh, staff and also dream team volunteers all across really the entire congregation to, to pastorally care and love people and also um, to, to look into the world of small groups and help equip small group leaders and coaches and ministry leaders or whatever you may call them at your church um, so that we can have, uh, I always say small groups exist to help develop everyday Christians so that we're not producing a culture of just Sunday Christians where you come you check the religious box, you do your thing, you go home, and your life is no different for the matter. We're not, we're not, I'm not into that. And you know what, you know, I've always told you guys, I hate being here alone. And Mark Daniels could not be here today, so I brought in a, a guest co-host today. Uh, we have Roisin Welsh, um, And it is just an honor to have you here. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, because I think you'll do a better job than, than my terrible introduction. So, <laughs> fire away.
1: Hi, thanks Rick. Hi everyone. Um, I am originally from New Zealand. I have been in Portland for the last year. I moved here last August and I've been finishing my studies at Portland Bible College as well as working in Manor House alongside the global um, area of the church, uh, which has been super fun. And currently I've just been working on a discipleship process alongside the leaders here to see how we can implement a stronger discipleship culture, right from the point where people walk in through the doors, or even when they've met in a small group, right through to them becoming a leader and what that looks like. So, yeah. yeah. you're
0: you're hitting the nail on the head as far as like, as I think of, you know, why, why would I want you to come and speak to our audience and um, go back to the, the three jobs that we say a small group leader has is to meet regularly with their people, Mm -hmm. to pray for them by name every day, and then to help them identify and take their next step in their relationship with Jesus. And That that right there is the discipleship component uh, because uh, we say that the why behind small groups is we want people to have life-giving relationships. Mm. And I'm just like, well, if Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, then people can't have true life-giving relationships without engaging in their relationship with Jesus in the process, and so right. um, so you shared the other day when, um, when we were doing the pastoral ministries class at uh, Portland Bible College, portlandbiblecollege.org. Go check it out. It's an incredible place to, to grow and learn and uh, developing leaders in the church, for the church, by the church. Um, it was almost like I practiced that. That was, that was awesome. Um, so I was just really impacted by the simplicity and the clarity in which you um, presented the information about this one one piece of the discipleship, you know, iceberg, if you will. Like it's mm. it's a lot there. Um, so so talk to me about the the five points that you you went through and. And then you erased them off the whiteboard, so I could not write them down in time. So that's why I had to invite you here, so I could get it on audio. So
1: I only had a few minutes, so I tried to <laughs> brain dump on a whiteboard to help explain right. all about discipleship. I'm very passionate about discipleship. When I first um, was, uh, you know, responded to the gospel. I was just like a sponge and was discipled straight away and have seen the value of discipleship in my own life. That's why I'm passionate about it today, helping others actually first of all become disciples of Christ and then to help make disciples. So what I shared was uh, along the lines of what are we looking for in someone we're wanting to invest time in. The thing with the discipleship is it's not like ad lib. I mean, some people do make disciples that way. It's just very um, casual and, um, you know, it just happens. But in most cases, discipleship is, I feel, intentional relationship, particularly with a new believer. You're not going to just leave them on their own and just say, hey, just call me if you get stuck. You know, there there should be an intentionality to it. And it's showing care and it's showing um, you you generally care for that person and you're, you're showing them the love of Christ in the time that you invest with them. So also I've, I've been in ministry for the last um, seven years actually when I stepped into full-time ministry previously in another ministry called Every Nation and uh, a, a quite a big portion I think of the focus of our particular ministry was discipleship and evangelism but a lot of it to do with you know following through with people making mm-hmm. sure those steps after becoming and responding at salvation are followed through and understood. Yeah. And so What I discovered in, you know, in our, uh, the week of, in your general week, you have so many hours, you know, you may have work and study in those hours or family time. Um, But, you know, I I think for all of us, uh, Jesus wants us to pour our lives into not just one person, but many people. Mm -hmm. And if we do that intentionally, we are making disciples and we are actually, it's it's becoming uh, something that's bigger than us. And so yeah. when I shared about the uh, the five points, it was looking at what makes, um, what are the things we're looking for if we're wanting to invest our time into someone, and to help them grow, um, particularly new Christians. Um, sometimes they're not so easy to pick from the beginning how committed they're going to be.
0: Right. <laughs> but
1: there are certain qualities that we're looking for, and then those um, qualities are then mm. uh, super important for developing leaders as well. Yeah. So the qualities I, I talked about were um, in an acronym called FAITH. Now this is not my concept I came up with, this is something from Every Nation, um, however I have found it to be very true with meeting up with people. Uh, first of all, you're looking, so the, the acronym is FAITH, so F-A-I-T-H, um, F stands for Faithful. And I'll go through each, um, so Faithful meaning that... How
0: about, okay, let's, yeah, I'll start just for a second. Um, I, I, could, I could envision someone having a little bit of pushback on this whole intentional thing. Um, and, and I feel like they always come back to me with like, well, no, I just want to do this organically. Like I, I just kind of just kind of wanted to let it happen, you know, like just kind of let it grow naturally. Um, and so uh, I don't know about you, but when I go to the grocery store, um, I, I always desire to get organic vegetables and fruits, hmm. um, but sometimes I can't. Um, do you know why? Because they cost <laughs> yeah. way more money.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm thinking, well, if organic is something that just happens, mm. why in the world would it cost more money? And that's because we actually know it's far more work mm. um, to have something grow organically mm. than, than it is to just... Uh, potentially, you know, uh, genetically modify it or, you know, have chemicals that kill all the bugs or, you know, whatever the different things that would disqualify it from being organic is that if we want any particular thing to grow, Mm -hmm. we like a garden and we want to grow carrots, we're going to make sure that we have carrot seeds. We're going to make sure that we have prepared rows we're going to make sure that we have prepared the soil. We're going to make sure that there's enough water. We're going to make sure that, that there's no weeds and that we continue to take a look at the weed situation and just all of those steps along the way because we want it to naturally grow. Mm. And so I for me, it's such a helpful picture to get people over the objection mm. of like being intentional about helping someone grow mm in this organic relationship with jesus because they need help Um, and so we're going like you have you know different areas that that you focus on and you know as a church we've used the purple book which comes from every nation and like we're a big fan of every nation so you stumble upon any of their resources and go for it that great great people great organization and partnering together to see the kingdom of god advanced so I just wanted to throw that out there just because sometimes people are like, oh, I, no, I'm going to be organic. I'm not going to be intentional. And really, sometimes it's an excuse for laziness on our parts uh, or fearful. We're just fearful mm-hmm. of maybe not knowing what to do, how to do it, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So. Uh, back to faith. Uh, the The first word is faithful, and I will try not to interrupt anymore. Ready,
1: go. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've made some really important points. The thing is, too, there's a real. Um, I think there's a real balance between something that seems relatively organic, and then something that's over, kind of micromanaging, kind of legalistic sort of spectrum, and so. The idea with discipleship is that there needs to be an, an, an intentionality to it. Otherwise, it's loose and it doesn't happen. And when yeah. you don't have something prioritized in your schedule, it's very uncommon if it actually happens. You know, we, we do yeah. need to write down, we're going to meet with this person, yep. or we have a date with this person for coffee, whatever. Um, and so with discipleship, I think what I'm meaning by intentionality, I'm meaning that you're prepared, you're prayed up, you've already been thinking of that person, you've got some kind of tool that you're using. Uh, to to bridge that gap and help them connect with God, yeah. and it's 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 really um it can't just be ad lib. I'm definitely for the balance of um, getting to know someone outside of structure and outside. Mm-hmm. Like I think there's a it's important to, for instance, I will go through material with the person, and then we might go to a games night, or so I'm building relationally with that yeah. person as well as being a person in their lives that I'm helping them to be to grow and their spiritual life as well
0: well because all of the spiritual truths that we're trying to invest in them are all expressed Mm. in normal everyday life and so there does need to be a mix you're right Mm. i i think um i think you've said it so perfectly we've got to schedule the time yeah we've got to actually show up we've got to actually do it because you're i mean it's like you're you're talking exactly about me if i don't plan for something Mm. to happen It just doesn't happen and then I'm like oh oh, it's been a month and we haven't gotten together we haven't we haven't connected about that thing we haven't talked about Mm. you know I mean even the simplest most practical things of you know guys I have in my small group that don't know what it means to be a good husband and what it is to be a Christ honoring husband Mm. and could be stuff that maybe I grew up in a good home and so I kind of take it for granted and it's totally foreign to them Mm. so we have to schedule time we've got to do our rows have our water get our get rid of our weeds you know like we got to do the work to create the environment for it to happen so
1: absolutely I think the key thing is that they're seeing you model what it means like to be a disciple in a number of different environments so they're not only seeing you over coffee at a cafe in isolation they're seeing you how you are as a father how you are as a husband Mm -hmm. how you are in in your work environment how you are out in the community and that is discipleship in a holistic context. You're, you're yeah. not just, you know, it's not just siloed. And like, this is my set time to disciple someone. And outside of that time, I'm a different person. No, someone's seeing you. And that's important because they've made a decision to follow Christ. What does a Christ-like believer look like? How do I even model that? You know, coming, coming into the church in a new environment, how do I model that? And so discipleship is about doing life together. And I know that sounds super cheesy, right. but right. I actually love it. I love that explanation. And it's, it's a very broad explanation, mm-hmm. but discipleship is meant to be lived alongside. And you're literally walking closer to Christ and you're, you know, you're helping someone else point them to Christ and you're showing them the journey that it takes. You know, what does yeah. it look like? And so it's practical.
0: Yeah, I, I've literally had a, a couple of times where I've had people that really wanted to get together. And I'm like, dude, I, I don't even have time for a cup of coffee right now. But I'm like, but I do have to go home and paint three rooms at, in my house. Mm-hmm. And so um, if you know how to work a roller and you mm-hmm. know you're not going to paint my carpet, mm-hmm. um, boy, you should come over and help me paint. I know it sounds self-serving, but like we'll get to hang out for like five hours, you know, yeah. of uninterrupted. And actually, I had some of my most significant, most, yeah. most spiritual conversations with people mm. um, pushing a paintbrush or a roller, um, getting a ton of work done, and yet deeply connecting with someone. Because I mean, painting is you know, it's not super uh, consuming mind-wise. You know, mm. you've got a lot of room to be doing some thinking and talking and sharing and stuff. So I love, I love what you're saying. It is doing life together and mm. and getting. It's just like groups are to get people to be everyday Christians. Mm -hmm. We have to have our discipleship model in our head to be the same, where we're trying to get people to be just real. Yeah. Like, just be real. That this Jesus that you say you love and you believe in, he impacts more than just what you do in your devotions in the morning and Mm -hmm. your time at church on Sunday. Mm -hmm. It's everything, right? Yeah. like he wants to be Lord of all or not at all, right? Like, that's right. So, yeah, man.
1: That's really, that's really cool Rick, because um, the way I first was modeled discipleship was um, I was actually mentored or discipled by a, a lady in the church that had two young daughters. And she couldn't leave them. So she couldn't meet me at a coffee shop mm. without the two girls. So I would go to her house. And so while at her house, she had tasks to do, but as we were folding laundry, as we were cleaning the kitchen, we were having these conversations. And we did have times to sit down and go through materials together. But I, like you, have picked up a lot more in those moments where, you know, it seemed like menial tasks, but yet words of wisdom were being Mm -hmm. imparted, um, lifestyle stuff was being imparted. I got to see how she was as a mother, how she, you know, how she modeled that. And I think for me, um, I absorbed it yeah I was watching everything Mm -hmm. and the good and the bad but that really helped me see it in a real context
0: and I think it just brings such reality and such authenticity Mm -hmm. to to faith um, that it makes I don't know that's where the reproduction of faith from one person to another happens is Mm -hmm. when when I can tell you're really you and you're not telling me to do something right Um, and so so so, yeah, I think when we're thinking about who do we who do we disciple and I mean, there's so many pieces of discipleship that can freak people out because mm-hmm. they just get overwhelmed by the thought like, oh, my gosh, I don't like, I, I, you know, uh, man, I'm just trying to keep my own life together, mm-hmm. let alone, you know, how am I how am I supposed to help somebody else come along? Um, and so uh, I think people can get overwhelmed at, like, well, who do I even meet with? Who do I even invest my time in? And that's where this faith um, acronym comes in. Mm. So maybe let's jump back into that.
1: Yeah. Hopefully I
0: won't distract again from that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, I think the key thing to remember with discipleship, it's a big word um, and it it has different uh, feelings, I guess, depending on your context and different assumptions. I think at its simplest form, discipleship is not meant to be complicated. It's meant to be simple. Otherwise, I mean, you know, Jesus used ordinary fishermen. He used a, a ordinary people to start with discipleship, right? Right. So he didn't he didn't have a complex model of 27 steps to make a disciple. Instead, mm-hmm. no, he he walked with them, and he showed them what it was. He pointed people to God. He showed them how to model what a Christ-like life looked like. And so I, I think discipleship, in its purest sense, is um, is doing life with another pointing them to Christ right yeah and so um he he doesn't want to make it complicated so these kind of five essentials of what you're looking for and you I think what I've learned is to lay out expectations in the relationship from the get-go with a new Christian they kind of want to know what to expect if it's loose and not clear it can be a little bit scary going Mm. in particularly if you don't know the person that well um, what I've discovered is if I lay out what I expect of them and what they can expect of me, and it's not anything major, it's more like, hey, can we commit to a fixed time each week in and, and, and a specific place um, for, I would say, no longer than an hour, particularly with a new believer, even 30 minutes is perfect. Um, Just to really start to lay, you know, basic foundations in that person of repentance, Um, you know, um, salvation, lordship, repentance, baptism—all those kind of basic foundations laying them. Having conversations um, with a tool that helps to kind of facilitate that is really key. Um, The the one thing I have discovered though is that if you have these expectations of the person and they know them, you can actually keep them accountable to those expectations. And um, things like you know, come prepared. Come prepared to be present. Don't have your phone on the table and you're looking at it every second. You know, like if we're sorry. making this oh, time sorry. to meet, no. <laughs> there's no phone. Guilty, guilty. No. <laughs> so uh, it, it's kind of just a uh, respect for one another, but also yeah, you yeah, know, absolutely. really valuing that time. And you also being present mm-hmm. for that person. You know, making sure that time's carved out, no distractions. You're just right. you're you're being present. So what you're starting to look for is really qualities, um, they their character qualities, and they're things that may be sometimes hard to find initially, but they're things to be developed, and you may even want to lay that out. You know, this is what I'm hoping that in our time together you'll develop. Mm-hmm. And so the acronym was FAITH. So this is, this is also what's used for um, identifying potential leaders. If you build that in discipleship, you'll see that there'll be a great leader because you're starting yeah. with these principles. You're starting so with these qualities. So you got all qualities.
0: the great qualities, right? Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And if if you're not seeing them immediately, you can call them out and you can pray for them and you can model them. Mm-hmm. And so you're showing that person what it looks like. And so the um, first one is faithful. So it's from Luke 16.10. Uh, we're faithful to God so first of all faithful to to um, follow through with that salvation commitment like okay I'm gonna, I'm gonna trust Jesus and I'm gonna take these steps of faith and then faithful to show up faithful to like you know commit yeah. and, um, and just, to, just to be on that journey together and yeah. so, if someone's sort of not um, present, that's already a sign that they're maybe not as connected. But how can we help them connect better?
0: Which means we have to be the same too, right? We have to model. Yeah. We have to model the very thing we're trying to reproduce in them. So.
1: Absolutely.
0: Uh, challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. Another key thing is uh, the A part is being available. So you're keeping that time scheduled out. Um, for meeting with that person mm-hmm. and you're also making yourself available for the new commitment of attending church or a small group um, or, and a small group to uh, to show that there's again that commitment um, people who are not too busy to be um, to take part and are available and um, the key thing is to look for people with here I am you know like I can help I can I can be a part and because there's there's so many people out there that need Jesus. There's so many people yeah. that respond. But who are the people really that God is calling you to invest in? And you you look for these character qualities, and you'll discover these are the people where I can invest my time wisely. You know, these are the people that I will see return on in terms of they'll they'll stay the distance.
0: So if you're interacting with someone and it kind of seems like maybe they're lacking in this a in this mm-hmm. availability thing. Um, what what might a conversation look like in that kind of a context i mean have you run into that where
1: yeah i i worked for um five and a half years on university campuses in brisbane australia so i worked with university students some were very good with their time management others not so much and so in a real practical way i see discipleship as holistic it's not just about spiritual growth but it's actually about personal growth and how you can actually help that person develop into being someone of Christ-like character and also someone that's organized and someone that can actually, you know, um, can achieve a life. Get something done, right, yeah. And so time management is key. Mm. And students, it's good, because it's going to overflow into other areas of their life. And so it's foundational. And um, uh, there there are some students that uh, were a challenge, and I had to have pretty, uh, you know, pretty upfront conversations with them if it was yeah. consistent uh, but they I found that the ones who wanted it made themselves available so. yeah I, I think
0: that specifically for that age group it would be a matter of priority and a yeah. matter of discipline I think maybe you get a little later in life and people are married with kids and they've got some other types of commitments going on Mm -hmm. Um, it still is a level of priority. It might not be as much discipline. It might be discipline. Um, just, it's a different, it's a different ball game Mm -hmm. when you're balancing a bunch of different people in your life that you're responsible for and all that kind of stuff. Um, so Mm -hmm. I I think in those times, it's just good to have the conversation about like, again, where we're going. Also being realistic with Mm -hmm. what does our time together look like? Where does it need to be? Like, can it be folding laundry mm-hmm. together? So you know what, actually, um, love it. I know you're super busy with your three kids. You know, let me come over and fold socks with you. Yeah. And and let's let's talk about you know our next thing and let's work on this thing and let's. I think yeah. that that actually, ha- I mean, that's so countercultural right now. Uh, it just those things alone, I think, blow people away and yeah. deeply impact them and we begin to see the power transformation of the gospel just because of love like just because of being with people mm. just the incarnational thing that Jesus did to come and be with us yeah that we sometimes we we reflect our culture far too much than we uh, than we maybe reflect what a true kingdom culture should be that's true. Uh, so i mean and that's i mean i'm included in that i'm definitely not throwing any stones at anyone so <laughs>
1: um,
0: so faithful available
1: and then evolved and um, so involved so people that are already um wanting to pour in you know pour into the heart of the church people who are wanting to uh, to get involved so when i talk about these essentials i'm talking about the person that you've that you see are already starting to show these character attributes now you won't probably see this in a new christian the, the, these are things to be developed in a new yeah. christian mm-hmm. I, I don't think you should cut off anyone who doesn't have these character qualities when you start in a discipleship mm-hmm. relationship i think it's because otherwise it becomes like almost like a benchmark and a measuring stick i don't think we should disqualify something to anyone. coach
0: something to coach people towards absolutely rather than some sort of like NFL Combine. Like, <laughs> yeah, you came in 0.2 seconds too slow on that. So
1: that's right. There's got to be grace. I yeah. mean, God showed us grace. We need to show others grace. Just
0: a little. Yeah. <laughs> okay. A lot. Okay. <laughs> a lot of
1: grace. We needed a lot of grace. Amazing so we grace, need I to think. extend. Yeah, so. <laughs> oh, 100% beyond amazing. Um, we need to extend grace to others. I I think uh, we need to also. Uh, you know, once we go through these essentials, we need to look at ourselves, are we also these things? Mm. Are we involved? Are we showing others that we're all all in? Or are we kind of on the outer, you know, um, changing at the last minute, not showing up for stuff? Are we kind of committed or are we half in, half out? Right. So discipleship is always a heart check for the person, not only the person who's being discipled, but the person who is, you know, meeting that person for discipleship which is
0: probably the number one reason why jesus said to go and make disciples because he knew that it would be the thing that would help us stay the healthiest oh, right i mean absolutely. nothing like nothing like trying to bring somebody else along in the journey to realize how far you need to go in the journey oh,
1: absolutely. and
0: reminding yourself of the incredible dependence yes that we have
1: yes if you're if you're asking someone to be christ-like You gotta realize that they're looking to you for what that looks like. Uh, So that's a that's a uh, hard check right there. All right,
0: we need to probably just stop this recording right now and go pray. And (laughs) uh yeah. (laughs) So faithful, available, involved.
1: And then T is for teachable. Okay. So someone that responds well to feedback. Ultimately, it says in um Proverbs 27, 17, let me get that right, is iron sharpens iron, so Mm. a man sharpens another, or another translation is a friend sharpens another. Mm. So discipleship is literally life on life. Like you've got your sister sandpaper and your brother abrasive. Uh, They're just analogies (laughs) for the challenging people we have in our lives that tend to cause us to grow. If not for challenging people, if not for difficult conflict and tension we wouldn't actually grow we need people in our lives that are not the same as us that we have we have to kind of have grace for and they have grace for us and those people then help us and we are that for others so i'm a sister sandpaper for someone you know Mm -hmm. i've got a brother abrasive over here but you know what we're all growing in christ
0: i think you were pointing at me Um, (laughs) (laughs) um no that's so good so teachable, I think um, sowing that uh, sewing that into someone's life at an early point, specifically in their walk with the Lord, mm-hmm. so huge because we need to be teachable before the Holy Spirit. We need to be teachable before our brothers and sisters, before leaders, before our boss, before I mean, like all every area of life. Like you're saying, these are not just discipleship skills. These are these are life life skills Definitely. and. Um, you know, one who, one who hates or reproof, you know, is stupid.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> well, uh,
0: tell me how you really feel about that. <laughs> so, faithful, available, involved, mm-hmm. teachable. Yeah. I'm not even looking. This is how helpful this acronym is. So then we're down to H.
1: Right. H is hungry. So, people who want to grow, they're mm-hmm. willing to learn, they're humble, they, they want to grow. There's a desire there to change.
0: Should it be humble, hungry? or just hungry <laughs> but,
1: it kind of goes together teachable <laughs> we'll,
0: we'll say teachable is humble so yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah
1: okay
0: so hungry they have a desire to get in there mm. and you're not having to make them drink
1: yeah I think about the example of Jesus you know Jesus never chased anyone he never forced anyone to follow him in fact there were times where he actually said don't don't follow me if you're not all in you know don't follow me but but follow me and I will teach you and so he gave a command but there was a there was a responsibility to respond in that moment he was not he was not forcing anyone but he he gave the call he he offered he gave the opportunity he gave the invitation and it was up to the disciples it was up to the people of the day to actually respond
0: yeah, I think we're all, we're all, we run the tendency at times to go one extreme or the other. So we're like, mm-hmm. we're chasing people down to, you know, till we're ragged. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I want nothing to do with this. <laughs> um, or or we can be so standoffish that unless they're falling right in line and checking every box, we're like, I want nothing to do with you. You know, right. I think we can go either one way or the other. Um, I mean, Jesus extended the the invitation, come and follow me and I will mm-hmm. make you fishers of men. Mm-hmm. They responded, they followed, and I just think every single one of them had a point of falling away.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, every single one of them, except for Judas, was restored. Mm-hmm. And I think um, just about Peter's journey, how Jesus actually went and tracked him down. Because mm-hmm. um, it looks like he had gone back to fishing. Like he wasn't going to do the work God called him to do. And Jesus went back to the seashore yeah. And, and made him some breakfast and was like, bro, we need to talk. <laughs> I told you when you came back to go strengthen your brothers, I need you to go feed my sheep. That's um, and so, so Jesus, so I love what you're saying. I just, I guess I'm always trying to throw in a little bit of the balance so people don't go too far one direction. That Jesus gave people the opportunity. He, he asked the disciples, are you going to leave too? Mm. You know, there's some hard words that just happened. Are you going to leave too? And I love their answer. They're like, Jesus.
1: Where would we go? You have the words of life. Where else do I go? And, yeah. and
0: I think, uh, I was actually just journaling about that this morning. It's like, man, where else would I go mm. when my options are to face all of these trials and challenges with you or by myself? I mean, okay, well, that's perspective. So, mm. um, all right. So that's awesome. Faithful, available, involved, teachable, and hungry so those are great um and and again i do like how it it also bleeds into just kind of a leadership development from a small group leader perspective you have somebody to be a great uh small group leader in the future that you've brought them on as kind of your assistant or your apprentice yes to begin to walk them through faithful available involved teachable hungry um, and it just gives a nice easy to remember framework Mm -hmm. that we can walk people through and make sure that we're helping them develop in some really practical ways, and yet they are things that touch so many parts of life Mm -hmm. that you can do that life on life, real life interaction kind of thing. So wow, Um, I think that we um, gave them plenty to chew on. So again, Roshin, thank you so much for taking time to be a part of this episode. Um, I think we talked about just your accent alone probably increases the cool, cool points of our podcast by like, I don't know, three or four points. And so um, if if you're being benefited by this podcast, you know, just again, ask and encourage you to like and share and comment and just spread the word because um, our heart is just to be helpful, to be of service to to anyone out there that might benefit from it. Um, You can reach me at rickm at manohouse.church if you have any comments or suggestions or anything like that. And also would love just to hear feedback on what an awesome job uh, Roisin did today. And again, just thank you so much for your time. One last parting word of wisdom. Go.
1: Oh, wow. (laughs) No pressure. Um, One last bit of wisdom, I would say. Go make disciples. That is the great commission. And what a joy and what a blessing and privilege that we get to do it. We get to Mm -hmm. literally sow the gospel and sow life into others. It's a beautiful thing.
0: Amen. Well, we're just going to leave it right there. God bless you and have the most amazing day.